Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 3, Let My People Go. We're now entering four Bible books, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. These books take us through around 120 years of the Bible story, from the birth of Moses These books, together with the book of Genesis, they form what is called the Law or the Torah, the teachings. These books contain both story and law, ways for living from a priestly, a religious point of view, from a cultural point of view, and the laws are shown again in a second reading, a second version, Deuteronomy. Episode 3, Crossing Over. God has asked Pharaoh to free his people nine times, and each time Pharaoh says no. God starts with a request and a get-out option for Pharaoh, who chooses to ignore both, and a battle of power ensues. Egypt has suffered eight plagues, which God stops when Pharaoh says God's people may leave. After the first two plagues, God protects the Israelites in Goshen. God gives Moses precise advance instructions for the Israelites in preparation to leave Egypt. They ask their Egyptian captors for their gold and jewellery. For seven days ahead of their departure, they prepare and eat bread without yeast. Now God acts alone without Moses or Aaron. There can be no doubt to the source of power. Without warning, God sends darkness in the land for three days. In Egyptian culture, this represents death and judgment. Who is this God? Not Ra, the sun god, the most worshipped god in Egypt and revered creator. Not Nut, the Egyptian sky goddess and all her priests and temples. God's plan is for an escape in the night and the Israelites to eat the meal God has instructed, a lamb killed and eaten by an entire family group. The lamb's blood from their meal is to be painted around their doorposts using a plant, a sprig of hyssop. This will protect them from God's final plague, which is to be death of firstborn males. The blood is a sign for God's angel of death to pass over and save the lives of the firstborn males within the home. Now God asks the people to dedicate their firstborn males to him Finally, what God has told Pharaoh since the beginning is going to be fulfilled. The God, I am that I am, shows he is God and that Pharaoh is not. Pharaoh, the ultimate God of Egypt, the high priest of all temples and government, is powerless. Now Egypt's firstborn sons die, including animals and the nation mourns. One year after Moses' meeting with God at Sinai, Pharaoh tells the Hebrews to leave and to go and worship their God in the desert. Pharaoh, who by law of succession should be a firstborn son, appears not to be. Now hundreds of thousands of Hebrew people flee a grieving land, taking livestock, possessions, and Joseph's coffin. But once the Hebrews are gone, Pharaoh changes his mind. He wants his workforce back, and a chase ensues. In the desert, the people are an easy target for Pharaoh's army. So God guides and protects the Hebrews, appearing as a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire by night. But God's route seems wrong. 
God wants to ensure that the people don't change their mind and return to Egypt. So he tells Moses that there is going to be a showdown and to let the people know. God leads them to a dead end, facing water, the reed sea. There's no bridge and no boat. They're trapped. They see the might of Egypt's army approaching and are terrified. They think that God has brought them into the desert to kill them. But God says he has brought them there to show them his honour over Egypt. God uses his guiding pillar of cloud and moves behind the people, concealing them from the Egyptian army. The Hebrews are out of options. There is nothing they can do to escape. So God tells Moses to raise his shepherd's crook over the water and miraculously the water divides. And overnight, a dry channel appears for the Hebrews to cross over. The Egyptians follow in pursuit, but God's pillar of cloud gets in the way and causes them confusion. And once the Hebrews are safely across, God tells Moses to raise his shepherd's crook again. This time, God returns the water to its normal state, drowning the pursuing Egyptians. God uses division, separation and death to free people he has made a covenant with. You can read the story in the Bible book of Exodus, chapter 11 to 14. The Bible library of 66 books brings together one interconnected story. Once you start to see the story scenes in the Bible and characters in context of the greater whole, the overall picture has more depth and meaning. God shows his power over water, a representation of freedom, cleansing and life. Like in the flood story, those who listen and act on God's warnings are rescued, redeemed, saved at a cost. Those who don't listen to God and act in defiance and independently of him die. And in the final plague, the life of firstborn males pays for the freedom and rescue of others. The death by sacrifice of firstborn males reflects the story of Isaac and sets up Jesus' death. Jesus is the firstborn son of his mother Mary and his father God. In the ongoing Bible story, the meal eaten on the escape night becomes an annual commemorative feast in the Hebrew calendar, Passover. Jesus eats the commemorative meal of the Egyptian escape with friends the night before he dies. And the lamb that is eaten for the Passover meal is also a firstborn. Jesus' sacrifice, his death as the firstborn son of God, is the ultimate redemption. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word, and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.